Chapter Eight of Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Mountain Adventures in the Various Countries of the World by John Timms. The Pic du Midi of the Pyrenees. We waited with a sort of impatience for the melting of the snows off the slopes of the pic du midi de bigorre in order to attempt a journey to the celebrated mountain raymond had approached it in the beginning of july but he had found the road impracticable and had not been beyond the lake of Onsay. from that date to the twenty-second the sun had been only hidden at intervals by light clouds its heat concentrated in the valleys had warmed the atmosphere the frost was gone and now no obstacle stood in our way we formed a party of thirteen or fourteen persons and we set out at four o'clock in the morning the greater part of my companions took horses to the foot of the pick but as for me i went on foot according to my usual custom carrying on my back the tin box in which i meant to put all the rare plants which i might find i was armed with a long stick tipped with iron and shod with nailed shoes we followed the valley of barege along the bastin and gained the slopes of the tourmalet at its base opens toward the north a little lateral valley from which flows a stream which afterwards joins its peaceful waters to those of the impetuous bastin the valley of barege here softens a little the roughness of its frowning slopes for its soil somewhat less arid is covered with verdure and its meadows are decked with flowers the bushy asphodel with its stem and leaves a brilliant green and its white flowers streaked with rose grows here abundantly and raises its head above the more modest though not less beautiful flowers the saxatile veronica clinging by its ligneous stalk to the rocks whose sharp points crop up here and there in the meadow seems to wish to hide them from the traveller its pretty deep blue flowers with their two white anthers enable one to recognize it from a distance we also found here the yellow gentian and the alpine plantain the valley which leads to the pic ends at the lake of Onsay, where we stopped to breakfast those who have not climbed mountains cannot form an idea of the pleasure which there is in making the most frugal repast beside a limpid stream after a long and weary journey it seems as if the keen air led one back naturally to primitive habits and truly the amateur mountaineer in visiting a new clime seems to gain altogether a new life the borders of the lake are adorned with the violet by florists whose golden flowers are interspersed amidst the bright green soil here and there also we perceive on the sides of the banks the yellow arnica bending over the lake while the scented spurge laurel showed itself near the precipices its creeping stems covered with pink flowers and scenting the air with its perfume on the west of the lake high mountains rose perpendicularly from the water on the north the rocks were not practicable but they were rather lower on the east and allowed us to get glimpses of the pic du midi this then was the way which we must take and the ascent was gentle and easy the sun was already gilding the summit of the mountains and it warned us to be on the march 
we left one of the guides in charge of our horses and set forward slowly towards the top of the pick the rarefaction of the air the appearance of the vegetation the silence of nature the solitude in which we found ourselves all told us that we were approaching high regions a dry turf parched and shining covered the rocks and a few alpine plants were visible here and there among them we noticed the spring gentian and the stemless gentian those two inseparable companions which born in the same latitude are always found in the same spot whether that be the waterside or the barren rock the grassy lands or the leafless mountain sometimes also pretty tufts of selenus refresh the eye and near them the drossa with its grey flax flowers spread its delicate foliage and blossoms to view further on in the midst of fallen heaps and ruins of all sorts the monuments of the power of time grew in the interstices of the stones some pale flowers which seemed to find life even in the bosom of destruction and around them fluttered the most brilliant butterflies after an hour and a half's march we arrived at the summit of the pick the vapours of night were dissipated the sky was clear and the sun shone brightly the entire chain of the pyrenees lay like an amphitheatre around us on the right rose Neuvier, a granite rock crowned with eternal snow on the left the breche de roland the tower of marbaret and the mont perdu whose distant peak towered above all the others turning towards the opposite side we discovered an immense plain which seemed at length to lose itself in the horizon the view embraced at once mountains precipices glaciers ancient snows aerial lakes the immense and silent workshops of nature and fruitful fields watered by fertilizing streams of the mountain torrents those peaks which once seemed to me only a useless chaos and the result of some strange caprice of nature now appeared as the sublime work of a beneficent hand i gazed intensely on this marvellous world of which my imagination could hardly take in the extent and the contemplation of which filled my soul with enthusiasm flowers also still adorned the plateau the snapdragon of the pyrenees inserted its slender roots in the clefts of the rock and the light blue of its flowers only set off the purple of the saxifrage by its side were seen the golden corollas of the alpine poppy the saxifrage is a rare ornament of mountains but here the precipices sheltered it and it rivalled the snow itself in the purity of its whiteness b de mirbel End of chapter eight